You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. It's the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, episode 111, I think, or is it 112 today? It's 112, 112. sorry. I'm way off. Episode 111 is the one we just did and the one we're going to be talking about. Well, this is about kind today. of like... Episode 111B. 111.5. <laughs> we we thought that episode 111 was one of the best episodes we've ever done. Um, Probably because we really, really learned some stuff. And we've already implemented it in the first couple of days, right? Yeah. I think like no matter what stage you're in, you can always learn something. And that was definitely a podcast that we both walked away from. Like, wow. We learned something. That was awesome. Yeah, it was a full of full of tons of stuff. So we hope you all of you enjoyed that podcast episode as well. But we wanted to just kind of go through um, the podcast episode and share our thoughts and experiences and, and insight as well. Um, just because there was so much in that podcast episode. I mean, we could have talked to her for four hours easily. Yeah, we didn't get to say a whole ton because she had so much good stuff and we were on a time crunch. So... Should we jump in? Let's, so let's jump in and we'll share our thoughts. And and when we're done with this episode, obviously, um, you know, share any thoughts you guys have on social media or email us. Let us know what you think or what you thought about that episode and how it may have helped your marriage as well. So I love, I'd never really thought, I actually in 20 years have never actually thought about the statement that she first started out with, which was treat your marriage like a business. And at first I was like, what? That's awful advice. Why would I want to treat my marriage like a business and everyone hates going to work, right? And I'm sure that was a (laughs) lot of people's very first impression before she got into it. I was like, whoa, what? But I knew she, I mean, this lady, divorce attorney, saving marriages, PhD, marriage family therapy, author of many, many books. I'm like, okay, not going to judge that title because she knows what she's talking about, right? She knows what she's talking about. Yeah, I mean, about. she deals with people getting divorced every day, right? I mean, we hear from marriage for, like professionals that have been in therapy for 20, 30, 40 years, whatever. But to have a divorce attorney that is trying to get people to not be divorced and she's helping them in mediation situations to resolve. Pretty awesome. She's seen it all. I'm sorry. That's amazing. If you don't take from advice from someone who's sitting for, with thousands of couples trying to keep them together that also got a PhD. I, I'm just sorry. Like, I had to rant about that because, okay, we're gonna we're taking her advice and we already have taken her advice in our own marriage, like we said. So, treat your relationship like a business. There are good, there are aspects that we're going to talk about of why... That is so important. And of course, there's aspects of, yeah, okay, you have a romantic side also. We get that, right? We get that. So, she says, if you wouldn't do it at the workplace, don't do it in your marriage. If you wouldn't say it to your boss, don't say it to your spouse. That really hit me, too. 
Because I'm like, we are so respectful of people when we have jobs and when we're outside our home and other adults and in church settings or neighborhood settings. Like, just everyone we interact with, we're usually, unless we're like family or really, really close. On our best behavior. We're on our best behavior, right? We're very respectful, very appreciative. And then so many couples go home and they just unleash. Yeah, it's yelling. (laughs) It's like another personality, right? Well, she talked about that in the podcast is how, you know, her husband's experience, right? Yeah. With with the worker. So it's so true. You know, how many of us treat people outside of our marriage or relationship with our spouse so much better or differently? And it's such simple advice. Like you you look at it with common sense. You're like, exactly, you're exactly right. I wouldn't yell at my boss because I'm going to get fired. Why would I yell at my spouse? Why would I yell at my spouse? It shouldn't be acceptable. I mean, yeah, there's this thing that you have with your spouse called full vulnerability where you can unleash and you can be vulnerable and you can share things that you probably wouldn't, wouldn't share in a business setting, right? Like we all get that. But we should be utmost respectful to the one person that we love and chose to spend our entire life with and make vows to and commitments to and, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and she opened up with that. And I think that one piece, that one single piece of advice can make all the difference in a relationship. Well, if you really think about that, like if you really took that to heart in your marriage and you're like, I'm not going to do anything that I wouldn't do in a professional work setting. That alone would change everything. That would be a transformation in your marriage. Yeah. That's a lot harder than said. Like, it is. I get it. It is. It totally is. <laughs> but especially when we talk about being vulnerable. Like, that's hard. It is. But when you can get to a point in your marriage where even when you're fighting and having conflict, you can be respectful, and we've talked about this, that's a new day for your marriage when you can get to that place. So, yeah, if you're uh, in a conflict with your spouse, just imagine your spouse's face, your boss's face. That might be weird. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, and I love the next point she brought up. She said, um, all good businesses have rules, procedures, and expectations, and so should your marriage. You know, we've talked about this before. We've done some videos on boundaries and and different rules and things like that. We've, we've talked about the differences between rules and boundaries and how boundaries are there to protect your marriage. Well, but, and I love, and we even talked about rules and boundaries and how rules are enforced on someone else. Yeah. In this episode, like I was always like, well, I would never enforce something on Nick. I set, we set boundaries together and I would hope that we would both respect that, but I would never enforce something on you. But she was saying that rules are important in marriage and boundaries are important in marriage. And when people break rules and boundaries, it's not acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> it's not acceptable. And I think that we're taught to just like always forgive, always forgive. And that is so important. But there are certain things individually and personally that should be non acceptable. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I loved how she talked about, you know, set up rules and boundaries when you're fighting. Um, what are you going to allow? to be said, what, how, how they talk, um, the tone. Um, are you going to set rules to make sure you listen to your spouse? You know, who's talking and different things like that. Uh, walking out of the room or not walking out of the room. Every couple's different. So I think establishing, you know, your kind of your own rules for your marriage and saying, okay, here's how we're going to handle things. Here's what ex- is acceptable and not acceptable when we're 
you know, in conflict and set those rules so that you have those rules. And like I said, it, mm-hmm. you know, what she pointed out is it's going to make your conflict be uh, so much better, I yep. guess, if you can have better conflict. Right? I think you can, you can. Absolutely. Um, I can't remember the quote. Um, the there, it's uh, Sorry, I'm going to ruin it. But she said something about good marriages are not much different than bad marriages. The difference is the way the, the way they, they handle conflict. Yeah, and I think that's huge and and so accurate. It is. It is so true because as we've talked have... about, everyone everyone has conflict in their marriage. Everyone. everyone. I don't care if you have the best marriage in the world. There's going to be times where you have conflict. But those people that have that that really good relationship, those really good marriages, know how to resolve that conflict and resolve it quickly. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, so good. Um, and also, I loved, did she say something about, um, or somebody said, maybe it wasn't even this podcast, about, like, if, if you're arguing and fighting and, like, you're literally, like, over-talking each other, like, have something, like a stick or, or some kind of object where, like, when I'm talking, you listen, I'll pass it. Like, there's things that you can do to help conflict become healthier. Yeah, yeah, whoever has that is the one Is the talker, the, and yep. you can't talk until you, you know what I mean? So uh, that might sound silly to some people, but some people need that. Like we all battle in different ways. For so, sure. The next thing that we really loved that she said was talking about the ABCDE rule. And we'll just, I, we've already listened to the podcast, but I think the most important part of that that I loved was asking. Um, I don't think that we, we're very good at conflict for like the first 10, 15 years of our marriage. I don't think we were bad at it. We were never like yellers and stuff, but I don't think we were good at it. I don't think it was super healthy. And I, I feel like you're always learning and growing. So that's natural and that's okay. But I feel like we never in our marriage said, will you please tell me what How your you feel? perspective, what your perspective yep. is. Because I'm having a hard understanding your side. And I think that that, the number A, the A, ask, is like one of the most important pieces besides the examine part. Because to even just be humble enough when you're in conflict to ask your spouse if you're understanding their side correctly, that's huge. I think a lot of times, too, when you get in conflict, the purpose for so many people is to try to prove themselves right Mm -hmm. or to force something or, you you know, point the finger or whatever it is that we forget to ask the most important question, which is how are you feeling? What is your perception? Am I understanding you correctly? You know, and really then you're, then you're diving in deeper and, and really addressing the bigger issue, I guess. And I like, I also like how she says brainstorm that that shows that you are brainstorming together as a team and talking mm-hmm. about things and okay how do we you're putting together a plan of how to resolve things together yeah and my next favorite part she talked about choose and do but examine um the e was like figure out what works after you've had some conflicts and then really talk about it and communicate and figure out when this happens this is what we need to do. This works for our marriage. And I think that takes time. For sure. For sure. And yeah, like you said, examine, um, really step back and say, okay, did this, did the way we resolve this work? Should we try something new next time? Should we um, tweak it? Make it be- what can we do to make it better? Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's so important in marriage. Um, so going into the next one is have weekly meetings. And 
We did not do that. We do not do that, but I think... I well, think maybe it, it's because we have daily meetings. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't have weekly meetings. because We never we had, had like an actual marriage meeting. But. We kind of have daily meetings. But I love, I love the concept and these weekly meetings that she talks about, which make a lot of sense. You know, going back, I think a lot of conflicts arise when we assume maybe our spouse is doing something or, hey, they, the kids need to be picked up. Well, I can't pick them up. I've got this. Or, you know, conflict arises when you're not on the same page. And what she said in the weekly meetings, which I loved, is go through your schedules together and plan it out. Okay, here's here's what we have this week. Here's what the kids have. Who's going to be responsible for doing what? And really, you know, try to try to work together as a team and I mean, again, how many conflicts do we have over those little things that don't need to be had? Don't need to be had. Whereas if you had that weekly meeting uh, and understood uh, what each of you were doing and kind of the calendar and, and what's going on. And I loved how she said in part of that weekly meeting is plan your date night. So I think what's so great about the weekly meeting and you're like, okay, we all talk. I, in a business, I mean, this whole thing is about running your marriage like a business so that it's successful, right? You want a successful business in your life. You want a successful marriage in your life. There's reasons why some businesses are successful and some fail and same with marriage. So having a weekly meeting shows that you're organized. To be organized in your life and communicate stuff, I mean, that takes communication, right? So to show your marriage that it's a priority and being like on Sunday nights or Monday nights or whatever night works for you, we're going to spend 30 minutes before we go to bed or when we wake up or Sunday night, whatever, when we're just sitting around. If you really want to make your marriage a priority, you have to be organized. Yeah. And so 30 minutes of, okay, let's go over the kids' schedules or our schedules. Let's make sure that every all those tasks are figured out. But when, like you said, when are we going to have date night? That's important in your marriage. If you don't haven't realized that yet after listening to us, like that's a deal. That's a marriage make or breaker. It really is. And it doesn't have to be every week. Well, it should be every week. It doesn't have to be anything extreme. But making sure that's a priority mm-hmm. on your calendar, scheduling stuff, being organized, and communicating about it, that's big. We need to be better at that. For sure. For Everyone sure. needs to do better at that. Agreed. Um, the next one she talked about was the zero to 10 scale. I love this. Did you love this one? I did because oftentimes you just think as issues as issues and you also don't know how big of an issue, like I could have something that is a 10 for me and it's a one for you, right? Yeah. And if you don't know it's a 10 for me because it's a one for you, you could just brush it off and think it's no big deal and that could cause even more resentment and things like that. But if you communicate... And you say, hey, this is a, a five for me or a eight for you or whatever, then you can really focus and, and talk and understand, you know, how to how to best resolve this. So this is another one that we've never implemented into our marriage. And we're going to start to do it. Yeah. And I'll tell you, so now that we're talking about this, I just had an example pop into my mind. A few weeks ago, we were with a lot of family and some, just a little something happened with some miscommunication and there caused there was some conflict. Now Nick thought it was like a one. Yeah. And I was super bugged by it and I thought it was like a nine. And I didn't say anything for like twenty four hours and then it turned to a ten for me, right? Uh, and I didn't know. And it you was went a 10. till a zero because you're like, that was stupid, right? Yeah, I'm over <laughs> at 
Uh, we're moving on. I didn't even realize it was a big deal to you. It was dumb. But it wasn't dumb to me. And he didn't realize. And so the minute I said this wasn't dumb to me, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I did not realize that was so important. And then we had an amazing conversation about it. It took a day or so, though. It did. Because I wasn't was... I wasn't willing to just say this is a big deal to me right now and be open about it. Instead, I... Which is not always a bad thing to sit back and be like, okay, is this really an eight or a nine to me? Or maybe if I sleep on this, it's a four. And sometimes I do do that. And then I realize it's not an eight or a nine. But some, if you do sleep on it or give time to think about things and it becomes a really high number, that's really important to talk, talk about. And if your spouse truly respects how you feel, if it's over a six or seven or five or even a two for you, it should be a priority to get it resolved. Yeah, so I think when you're discussing an issue, uh, you know, if we would have had this tool, I guess, so to speak, uh, before that happened, it would have been simple to say, okay, I know this is frustrating to you on a scale of one to 10, what is this? And because I would have thought that it was a two, she's upset at the time, it'll blow over. If she would have said it's a 10, I would have been like, whoa, okay, we need to, we need to talk about this. But I had no idea. I just figured it would, it would blow over. And I think too, in marriages, when a spouse, maybe a spouse that's feeling like it's a nine or a 10 sees the other spouse just totally treated as if it's not Mm -hmm. important or it's not a nine or 10 that can again cause more conflict and it's no you know it's no fault of anyone it's just that's like our the way we have way we feel our emotions well this is where it comes down to feelings and respect like we could look at that situation right now in our marriage and he'd be like that was still dumb it was still a two and I could be like, well, it offended me this way. I still feel like it's saying And he can't argue with me and I can't argue with him because like we always That's say, feelings. you can't argue with somebody's feelings. So if it's important to him or not important to him, and, I still have to understand that. And feelings are always different than facts too, right? Absolutely. So... I, I love that scale. I think that's, I mean, absolutely something that we are going to implement and really can, really can, I think, help us as well, too. So, yeah. and I love how that goes into the next thing, which is knowing how much space or closeness you need. Um, <laughs> if you heard the podcast, uh, Amy, uh, I am, I am the type of personality that's like, let's get this out on the table. Let's get it done now. Let's, let's uh, be done with it and connect and just put it in the past. And, Amy, I You're think so good at that. Amy's the personality where, um, you know, she she wants her space. She wants distance, um, which is not a bad thing. I mean, that's just the way we are. Right? It's not like an unhealthy distance, but I am definitely like the non-physical touch. Like, I don't need a whole lot of like, let me fix this. If, Let me touch me. Like I just, we're just different personalities, so we've had to find a balance. If we have an <laughs> argument, I'm awake all night thinking about it. Can't go to sleep if it's not resolved, and she's over there I'm snoring. Like, I'm like, asleep. I'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I think it's important for each spouse or in the relationship to kind of know what's needed um, on both sides, right? But so, as in a, in a respectful situation. If I know it's bugging him and he can't sleep, like, that's not fair to do that to him. Like, I wouldn't want you to have a sleepless night. I love you, right? So if you're like, this is important to me, I really need to get this out before we go to bed, even though I do like to sleep on things once in a while, like, that's where balance and communication is always so important. For sure. Agreed. Agreed. Um, The next one she talked about was the talking square. Um, And she said, I'll just 
go really quick, but the first one was, you know, yourself. The second one was talking stuff out with your spouse. Well, to stay back on the first one, there are times in conflict where, like, I realized that, like we were just saying, maybe if I do sleep on it, I realized it wasn't even an issue. Yeah. And that's where sometimes you're just like, let me think about this. Is this even a big deal? Is this something that I'm internalizing? Is this something that's on me? Maybe I'm putting blame on my spouse that sh shouldn't even be there, right? So the first one is, I think, really important to realize maybe you're internalizing it a little too much or maybe it really is conflict. Yeah, for sure. You know? And then the second one she talked about is talking it out with your spouse. That one is like so important. So important. We always talk about that. The third one is getting a trusted friend or family member. That would depend on what the conflict is and what the situation and who the person is. Yeah. Like I don't like to ever go to a third person, but I can or like an outside influence. But I can see where in certain situations that would be awesome. For sure. For you and your marriage. And then the fourth square was all all like a uh, trusted professional. Yeah. Which if a conflict is big enough. We've talked about how like marriage therapy can be such an amazing thing. And so many people think it's a negative thing. Like we have to be in a really bad place to go need therapy where it can be such a quick, we just need someone to listen, a third party to fix the situation. And it can be very helpful. So yeah, sometimes we get so close to something that we can't really step back and see things clearly, clearly. Yep. yep. So. I really loved the 24-hour uh, rule, too. I mean, I look back, and sometimes in our relationship, if we had a disagreement earlier on, like, it could be days and days and days, and we're not talking to each other, and things are just miserable and horrible, and it's like, all right, who's who's going to give in, give in first? <laughs> and I think it's natural that both of you are like, I'm not giving in, and I'm not giving in. That's and very toxic just so you know like silent treatment is very toxic but, and it can be a but, form of abuse too. but i think we most most of us have been there and done, <laughs> we that, have done right? that we have done right? that because right. we don't so, know better <laughs> yeah because we didn't know any better until now no but i think the 24-hour rule is good we've uh, mentioned that in like the freeman's book as well how they and she talks about it as well how we need to connect as quickly as possible and get past it mm -hmm. and going back to that what she talked about is couples that have really good relationships know how to get past conflict quickly and move on mm -hmm. and that is so important again because the other option is just you know you let that conflict just fester and grow and grow and divide you and divide you and the more that happens the more that's going to really harm your relationship. So I think that's a good rule of thumb. You know, don't don't let it uh, affect your marriage and relationship more than 24 hours. Try to get that resolved. And I have found that we in our marriage have gotten much better at that. I feel like we're, we've talked about how, you know, going to bed mad and he's having sleepless nights, how that doesn't work. And we don't really want to be like that yeah. so we're we've taken our conflict to a new level i feel like where like just like that experience i shared the other night i was like this is an eight for me or a nine for me like this is a big deal i want to talk about it right now and he's like yeah i didn't realize it was a big deal we talked about it i got it out he shared his side i shared my side he nick's like amazing at this because he's like i'm so sorry that i made you feel like that and i'm like you know what it wasn't your fault it was unintentional i accept that that was stupid i'm moving on it's it's over and then you physically reconnect after that and move on and forgive from the issue. Yeah. And that's what's so important is doing it quickly, 
forgiving each other and moving on. And that's what makes couples so successful. Yep, for sure. For sure. Uh, the next one, the last one that she talked about was developing a system for big reoccurring issues. We all in our marriages have things that are reoccurring. Yeah. <laughs> we had our share of those, right? It was the same topic, same issue. It was always about finances over and over and ever and over, right? For years. For sure. Yeah. And that was the main topic of conflict. And every married couple has their topic of conflict whether they're struggling with pornography or raising kids or in-law stuff, money, whatever it is, everyone has one. Yeah, for sure. I love the example that she gave um, for developing a system for big reoccurring issues. Um, in fact, we used we used it the other night in, in uh, our family. Yeah, we did try this one. But... Um, one of the things she talked about, she said, you know, she, she was raised by Mary Poppins and her husband was raised by, I think, a, you know, she referred to as a drill sergeant. So they had different upbringings, which naturally is going to probably spill over in how they raise their kids. And one of the biggest causes, I think, too, of fights between couples can come from how they raise their kids or how they look at parenting the kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, Amy and I have had that as well, too. I mean, you know, well, I think we should do this or punish him this way. Well, no, I think we should do this. And then immediately that causes conflict in our relationship, which which it's not fair. How, how do I say this? I mean, it's not fair to have those things come in and, and hurt your relationship. And there's got to be a better way. And she shared the way, which I thought was just fantastic. Um Amy, Amy's smiling. And I know it doesn't work maybe for every relationship, but I thought I thought it was really, really good. And it's so important as couples to talk about this and still kind of come to an agreement. But, you know, she says, you know, determine basically who is going to parent or, um, I guess, hand down the punishment, so to speak, in that way when she was talking about, you know, an issue with kids. And so the other night... Um, our son did something for the second second time after we had just got done talking about it. It was a curfew issue. A curfew <laughs> issue. And, and uh, so Amy... It wasn't I, a huge deal, but we did realize that he needed a little bit of discipline. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so I let Nick... We took this challenge, or just a like, technique, I guess, tip. And yeah, I we decided to let Nick be in charge of... The parenting in this situation. Yeah, we were talking and we're about how we should handle this. And she's like, why don't you handle this? I said, okay. So I said, all right, well, I'm going to take away his car for two nights. And, and we agreed that um, we would make it two nights, but he also needed to come, like, talk to us and communicate with us. Because he has the type of personality, if you're mad at him, he just goes, shuts himself in the room and doesn't want to talk. And so um, Amy let me kind of handle that and... I felt like it handled the situation really good, right? I think that we made a really good team because I was like, okay, you deal with him. What, how would you like to discipline in this situation? And Nick's like, I want to take his keys away. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. So I handled that. I honestly didn't think it needed to be a couple nights. It wasn't like a huge deal to me, but I, I would have done one night. But I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm letting you take control of this. If you feel like he needs two nights to teach him a lesson, that's great. I said, I would like... The discipline at least to be that he has to come have a really good conversation about why it's important to talk about these things instead of running away from him 
And so I feel like we found a really good balance. Yeah. And, and that's what's important. And Amy kind of handled the conversation thing mm-hmm. as, as part of it. And so I, I think that's really important. Again, I think it's important to talk about that. And like she said in, in the podcast is you have to be on the same page. And if your kid or child comes to the other parent and tries to manipulate that, then the, she, she said that in their relationship, the answer was absolutely no. So the kids would not do that. They learned not to manipulate yeah. it. But I thought, I thought that is really good because again, Amy and I had totally different upbringings. I was brought up to where I virtually had no rules. I could stay out any hour of the night with friends on school nights. I mean, I had no rules whatsoever and Amy was a lot more strict. And so it just, I don't know. I think we, I think we found a good balance, but again, coming back to it, I think this makes a lot of sense for a lot of couples. I do too. And I think if you learn anything from her podcast was that, well, at least what I learned is organization, treating your spouse with respect, just like you would in a workplace and and yeah putting systems in place that work for your conflict like make setting boundaries like we've talked about time time limits um boundaries like about walking away not yelling not swearing like talk about these things now before the conflict and implement them in your marriage and i think i think this is transformational i do too i feel like the podcast episode with with her was um, something that probably could have a profound effect on every marriage out there if, if they, they would do implemented mm-hmm. these things. And so, um, hopefully, you enjoyed this podcast. And it, Christmas is coming. Uh, you don't have a whole lot of time. If you want a great gift for your spouse, go check out what we have on ultimateintimacy.com. We just added a, a new product as well, which we won't tell you what it is. Ooh, it's for the women. They, you should want it in your stocking because it's <laughs> awesome. We've tested and tried it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we have two new products for women. They're going to want their stocking. Yep. That's so awesome. We can ship quick. Go check it out. And we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Until next time, we hope you find ultimate intimacy in your relationship.